Temnaya, novena, neni diva sena, porodela vefleyemi Maria jedena, porodela vefleyemi Maria jedena. Have you heard, good stranger, have you heard the story, how a son was born to Mary in a humble manger? How a son was born to Mary in a humble manger. Not of stone or water was the house of kneeling, but a shelter in the open heaven for a ceiling. But a shelter in the open heaven for a ceiling. In her arms she held him, singing her glory. Naming Jesus the Redeemer and the Child of Glory. Naming Jesus the Redeemer and the Child of Glory. Hear our prayers, dear Mother. Bend your grace maternal. Plead for us His loving kingdom through His love eternal. Plead for us His loving kingdom in through His love eternal. <coughs> Christos Rizdaitsya, Slavitiho. Christ is born, let us glorify him. So for those of you who are celebrating Old Calendar Christmas today, January 7th, I uh, wish you a very blessed Christmas uh, day. And for those of you who are on the new calendar who celebrated Christmas on December 25th, we are still celebrating the baptism of Jesus. So, Christos Christilisya, Ritsi Idani, that is, Christ is baptized in the River Jordan. So, you know, there's so many beautiful Christmas carols we have in our Ukrainian Catholic faith, in the Ukrainian tradition. And it is saying one of them. And all of these carols that we have, you know, talk about God, Jesus, the Son of God coming to this earth in humility, in, you know, humbleness. And that's what we have to appreciate about the birth of Jesus. That he wasn't born into a rich family. He wasn't born into, you know, uh, power and royalty and, you know, with big castles and big, um, you know, lots of servants for him. He wasn't born that way. He was born in poverty. He was born with nothing, basically. You know, born in a cave. In our Eastern tradition, we say that Jesus was born in a cave, you know, because that's where the shepherds, the farmers at that time kept their animals. If they didn't have stables, they kept them in these, um, you know, shelter from the elements in the rocky terrain around Bethlehem. It was a cave. And, you know, it, it's really amazing when we think about it that Jesus was born in this way. He wasn't born in poverty at all. I mean, he was, he was born in poverty. He wasn't born in riches. 
He wasn't born in, you know, great, um, what, what we deem important in this world, you know, uh, that financial wealth, financial, um, uh, that, that we need a lot of money. He didn't, he didn't live, he didn't live that way. He wasn't like that at all, you know, and, you know, obviously Mary and Joseph, his parents had a lot of, um, struggles throughout their lives, you know, right from the time that Mary was told by the angel that she was going to conceive Jesus in her womb. And Mary and Joseph, of course, were still not, were engaged to be married, but still were not living together or, or before, you know, and, um, you know, Joseph being a just man wanted to, you know, divorce Mary quietly because she, he thought for sure that she would have must have conceived this baby through adultery through someone else, but of course that wasn't true. And, you know, so he was sits, told in a dream to marry, uh, to, to have Mary as his wife. And then of course their trip to Bethlehem, all the, um, all the conflicts that they had, that they had nowhere to stay once they got to Bethlehem. She gave birth in a, you know, in a, cave basically and then of course after the birth of Jesus after the wise men and the shepherds came they had to escape to Egypt because King Herod was wanted to um, you know murder them wanted to murder all the everyone that all the boys under two years old in the Bethlehem area and then they had to live in Egypt for a while. Then they got back. And then they finally settled as Joseph was a carpenter in Nazareth. So it was not an easy life. Certainly was not an easy life for Jesus growing up. And, uh, you know, then, he, then there was the story of when he was 12 years old. They lost him when they went to the temple. Mary and Joseph uh, did not know where Jesus was and they came back to the temple and found him talking with the scribes, talking with uh, um, you know, the Jewish teachers and what did he tell them? He said, well, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? So Jesus, right from a young age, understood his his godliness that he was the son of God that he was indeed chosen by God the father to bring salvation to this world and you know he through all the struggles that Jesus and Mary and Joseph had they never lost faith in God they never ever lost faith that God was going to bring them um, salvation. That the God was going to bring them eternal happiness and eternal life. You know, 
when we have our own struggles in life, and all of us have had struggles, there's no doubt about it. Maybe we are having struggles at this very moment. And we sometimes feel like, you know, God has deserted us. That God is not helping us anymore. That we are all alone in this world. I, I, I think we sometimes have had that feeling in our life. And, you know, whatever um, situations we go through in life, we have to trust that God is going to be there for us, that God is going to be helping us in whatever way possible. But the problem, you know, the thing is that sometimes we have to get over our pride. We have to humble ourselves and, you know, sometimes go to places for help that we don't always want to go. And, you know, in my life, you know, some people, I may have told this to some people, I might have not told it to others. You know, I had to live on social assistance for a while in my life. You know, when I had mental illness, depression, you know, I couldn't work. I was so, you know, overwhelmed by the struggles in life. You know, I didn't, I had to humble myself. I had to go get to government assistance. I had to go and, and ask for help for medical purposes, you know, to go get help for my depression, to go get help for my, my, um, things that I was going through at that time in my life. And, you know, it's not easy for us to do that. It's not easy to admit that we need help. We often are too prideful and, and, and think that, you know, well, I don't, I, I'm not going to lower myself to that standard. I don't want to, you know, think that, I don't want other people to think that I'm weak. I don't want other people to think that I am, um, you know, I can't help myself. And we have to remember that it's not weakness when we ask for other people's help. It's not uh, that we are that we are bad people or that we are terrible people if we ask for government assistance, if we ask for help from a food bank, if we ha- ask for help from um, organizations that can help us. You know, but we have to be careful uh, to um, to not depend on you know people who have a good heart but just 
to not help. You know, you know, if if we have a friend and we only depend on that one particular friend, you know, eventually that friend might not be able to help anymore in in a certain way. We we can't just depend on one particular person. You no, know, God brings us so many different people in our lives. And what I learned from my life is that, you know, the local people around me, you know, not, you know, we, we, we want, uh, happiness, of course. We want joy. We want, um, we want to have a fulfilled, fulfilling life. I understand that. Everyone wants that. But, we have to live in the moment. You know, when I was depressed, when I was down on my luck and had nobody else to help me, you know, I had to ask for social assistance, for government help to survive. You know, obviously, it wasn't, you know, you don't, you don't feel the greatest when this happens. But you got to do what you got to do to survive. And, you know, you have to also do it in a way where you don't blame anyone else. You don't blame anyone for your position in life. You know, you don't start um, hurting other people for where you are in your life. You don't start um, attacking other people. You don't start uh, tr- trying to get revenge from other people for what they've done to you. You know, it's so easy when you're in a situation in life where you're down on your luck to want to get revenge on others thinking that they put you there, that they... That they made you in this situation and you know we really have to think this through very clearly you know whatever situation we're in you know there's so many factors involved in that situation how I became you know depressed out of my luck couldn't work for those 8 months or 10 months whatever it was and was getting treatment for my depression. You know, there's so many factors in that, what happened there. I can't blame one particular person or one particular thing that happened to cause that situation in my life. You just have to deal with it. You have to deal with that situation and use the local resources around you to help you in that situation, you know. And we never know who's going to walk into our life at that very moment. We never know who's going to be the angel of God for us at that moment. But again, we have to... We can't 
place our burdens on someone else. Okay, if, if you understand what I mean by this, if we are down on our luck, if we are, however, sick, ill, have many issues that were going on in our life, mental health issues, financial issues, uh, physical issues, emotional issues, we can't place all of our burdens on one person and think that they are, you know, going to be the miracle worker for us. Not Nobody in this world can be a miracle worker for us. You know, we can get help from different people. We can get help from different aspects. But again, we have to humble ourselves. We have to say, well, you know what? I'm not going to blame anyone for this. I'm not going to say that uh, this person is to blame for everything that happened to me. I'm going to learn to forgive. I'm going to learn to, you know, live another day. I'm going to um, be the child of God. I'm going to pray, of course. I want to pray for his assistance. And I'm going to use my local resources that I have where I live to help me get through the situation I'm in right now. All right? And, you know, this is what happened to me. I had to use the local resources where I was. Again, it wasn't, it wasn't the, that it was the, the best part of my life. But, you know, I, 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 God, I, I, you have to trust in God to get you through those situations in life. Trust in God to help you in that whatever situation you're in. And say to God, I trust that you will lead me in a way that is holy, in a way that is life-giving, in a way that is um, good for my soul. So, you know, there's people who can turn the other way and start blaming other people, start blaming everyone else for their situation in life, start like getting revenge, start getting, you know, doing evil things towards others because of their situation in life. And this is not what God has asked us to do. You know, he wants us to trust in him. He wants us to become his children. He wants us to become his, you know, disciples. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can do that sometimes is to go through these hard situations that we're in. And you know, those, those hard situations make us who we are today. We are, we are formed by, you know, our experiences in life. Just like Jesus 
again, I was talking about the stories of Jesus. His, his life was not easy. His parents' life was not easy. They were formed by situations, struggles, that they have to count on God to get them through. And it's the same thing for us. Are we ready to count on God for everything? You know, I had to humble myself and go to local people, go to the local government organization, you know, go to a local uh, priest. At that time, I wasn't a priest yet. You have to remember this. I wasn't married. I wasn't a priest. I was living by myself. And I, I had to go to different people to help me get through this situation in my life. And I had to learn how to forgive. I had to go to confession. I had to go and, and, and ask for God's forgiveness for, for those things I did that, you know, were unworthy of, 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 of what God has asked me to do. I had to go, um, you know, to, you know, to, uh, uh, office, government office to get this, you know, check to help me live. And I had to go through a lot of different things. And, you know, people, it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter what people think of, of what you, you know, it doesn't matter about all those things. What matters is that you do what is the will of God through those experiences we have in life. All right. So, you know, another thing I want to touch on briefly is, is it ever too late to turn back to God? You know, uh, this 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 on the on the cross when the you know the good thief who was dying by Jesus you know Jesus was in between these two thieves that were crucified with him and Jesus died on the cross and before he died the one thief was ridiculing him was giving him a hard time and the other thief said you know Basically, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said, you know, at this very day, you are going to be with me in the heavenly kingdom. So it's never too late to turn to God. It's never too late to ask for forgiveness. It's never too late to turn to God and to live a clean, holy, faithful life. We need to do that. Okay? So whatever situation we're in, at this very moment, I ask that all of us look at our hearts, look at our souls, look at what we are, situation we're in, and say, I'm going to turn to God at this very moment. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. I'm going to go to confession. I'm going to be holy from this very moment. And this is what we have to do.
Okay? It's never too late to turn back to God. It's never too late to ask for forgiveness. It's never too late to have God in our life. All right? God bless you. Have a great day.